0: hey this is carla and this is jasmine and you're listening to cracking Cracking the the coconut coconut, where we
1: tackle taboo conversations in the filipino community
0: by cracking one coconut at a time hello coconut fam welcome back to cracking the coconut i hope you all are having a super duper amazing day night weekend whatever whenever Um. i'm throwing out gang gang signs (laughs) some coconut gang signs um It is episode 10. It's our season finale, and we are super duper excited. I am your host, Carla J. Hi, I'm Jasmine. I'm also the other host of Cracking the Coconut.
1: Uh, welcome back you know it is what episode 10 of season Mm -hmm. one that means it is a wrap for our first season our very first season of cracking the coconut
0: it's a wrap but don't you worry because season two will be coming at you very very soon
1: yes very excited for season two we're gonna have a lot of cool guests um, on the podcast which is something we didn't do this first season but Mm -hmm. you know hey that's why you say for season two, you know Hundred
0: percent, and something else that we're gonna be doing in season two more often that we actually started towards the end of season one if you haven't noticed if you're not following us on socials um, definitely follow us if you're not but we're gonna be live streaming every t- every wow <laughs> cannot talk I'm so excited um, we'll be live streaming every Tuesday on the Kumu app which is the number one streamed um, streaming app in the Philippines and yeah. they're opening up their North American tab and we'll, we're some of the first creators on there so really yes. excited so join us pm. Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. Philippine Time for some uh, good shit. Yes. And did you mention what it was? I so, did. Okay. I
1: did. Okay, there's a reason why I don't remember. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's really exciting on the Kumu app. Pretty, pretty much think of it as the after party, the mm-hmm. after show of um, Cracking the Coconut, the podcast and it's a place where everybody can, can um, live stream and talk to us in real time mm-hmm. and really have a conversation. That's something we can't do as we do these podcasts.
0: Yeah, 100%. So if you join us on these live streams, there is a little chat and we can see every single question, every single comment that comes in. So if you have a question, we can answer those in real time. It could be about anything. doesn't have to necessarily be about the topic that we're talking about in that specific live stream. It could be hey, what's your favorite color? I don't give a a fuck yeah so anything goes anything goes there are no rules so yeah but
1: and speaking of no rules today's episode has no rules at all Mm-mm. uh basically what we have here is if carla will show you all we have a plate of food um i whipped up some <laughs> vegan hawaiian shrimp mm-hmm. uh we have some mac salad also some coleslaw. Um, You know, we're missing the islands, so we yeah. brought the islands to us by making this delicious plate. Um, yeah. And tell them what's in the coconut, Carla.
0: Okay. In the coconut, we have a little coconut here, and inside we have 10 different topics, and we each wrote five. Yes. And so what we are cracking today is a plethora of topics, and so we're each just going to pluck one out of the coconut and read them out and kind of shoot the shit. Uh, Also, speaking of no rules, we have a little bit of uh, good herb. California green herb. California green herb. And inside this, I have a little bit of tequila with some Pog and Calamansi juice. tequila. And my favorite, black (laughs) balls in my my fucking mouth. Uh
1: She's talking about boba for those who um, don't see the visual. She means
0: boba this time yes this time i'm talking about boba and black balls but yes which reminds (laughs) me um if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts or anything like that um now would be a good time to actually switch over to youtube youtube wow youtube if you can because you want to watch us it's going to be a little bit of a mukbang a little bit of a drinking smoking sesh it'll yes. be lots of fun so. you just
1: see us stuff our faces with different things
0: yes I'm, yeah I know it's there's, that kind of party too. it's that kind of, <laughs> <laughs> of party so uh let's fucking do this shit I'm All right. hungry also yeah you know
1: what I actually want to take a bite because I'm so. starving um, yeah you know Carla we're not using a table but I brought my own <laughs> my table that is her table um, not sponsored by not sponsored by Farberware um, <laughs> But yeah, this is my table. Do, I, do you I, want me to hand your plate to yes, you? Yes, please. I actually, I'm weird. I'm the type of person who needs to eat at a table if I'm eating from a plate. Because if not, it's just not my, my mood, you know? It's, it's not the mood for me.
0: It's not the mood. Thank you. There you, you go. You. You're welcome. Look at this.
1: What a great co-host.
0: You know what? I you got you. You want to feed me too? <laughs> I can wipe your ass too, girl. Just <laughs> let me know. We homies. No, thank you. I, I wipe my own. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a bite. So... Uh, My mouth is literally watering What we have here is Like Jasmine said We kind of created our own little Hawaiian uh, Shrimp plate here And we are actually plant based So we don't eat any meat Um, So this shrimp is vegan shrimp If you're interested in any of the recipes We'll have them have links down In the blog post As Mm -hmm. well as a link of where you could find this vegan shrimp It tastes so fucking good Mmm Fuck yeah This is hitting
1: the spot. It's hitting. Fun fact, we're actually in the middle of a move. This is not our first, but our second move during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it is a stressful ass motherfucker. And plus we work full time. It has been a week, y'all. It's been a motherfucking week. But this helps for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay, let's get started with the topics. Do you want to pick first or should I pick first? You pick. Okay. Mm. Mm mm, mm 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 Okay. I'm gonna pick here we go let's see we have Okay What is the most daring thing you've ever done? Okay. Should I answer first? Should you? you okay so the most daring thing that i've ever done i could think of two things first thing is actually uh going for my dreams and ones that i put forth by myself and ones that weren't uh dreams of my parents so i've mentioned this in previous episodes i will continue to mention it because i feel like it adds to my story and adds to a little bit of motivation so Growing up, I've always wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I grew up writing, I did theater, and then I went to film school. And my parents thought that was just a hobby nothing something substantial as a career choice Mm -hmm. and they always wanted me to become a nurse or an engineer something with shelf life something very stable which is very understandable we're all immigrants we all immigrated to the U.S. in the 90s and so my parents sacrificed a shit ton for me to have a better life here in the U.S. Mm -hmm and um, they don't want all their hardware to go down the drain. So it makes sense that they were always pushing me to become a nurse or whatever, but that just was not in me. I really wanted to um, entertain, to inspire, to motivate, and I wanna do that through art. And so the most daring thing that I've ever done is actually going through with that and not succumbing to the pressure and not succumbing to what my parents wanted for me career-wise. Mm-hmm. So that's something um, that I did that was daring. And the other most daring thing that I did was actually in 2019, I went to London by my fucking self. And I know some people watching this or listening are thinking London, like that's easy, you know. That's just across the pond, as they say. <laughs> just across the pond. There's no... Um, everyone speaks English. There's not going to be a language barrier. But the thing is traveling by myself or solo is something out of my comfort zone so i went to london in 2019 to see the spice girls because they are the best girl group in the whole entire world and I wanted to see them. I never saw them in the 90s growing up. So this was my chance. I didn't, I don't know if they were going to come out to the US or any time. Clearly, and, they couldn't clearly. come to the US. Yeah. So it came at the right time. I, it, I went and I also wanted to see them in the motherland at Wembley Stadium. And so I. Was supposed to go with friends They backed out last minute And I said shit Well I already bought my ticket I'm not gonna back out And this would be a good time And it was the best week Of my entire life If you go to a place solo, whether that's out of the country or within the United States and you go to different cities or even you know to different states by yourself. It is the most liberating feeling. If you go travel solo, definitely do your research. Be very careful, be more vigilant than what you would be at home and just fucking run it. Like fucking go for it. Yeah, what about you, Jazz? What's the most daring thing you've ever done? As you scarf down the food.
1: All right. Two daring things I'm doing right now in this moment. This is not my answer. It's just a prequel to my answer. (laughs) It's, I'm eating in the studio and I'm one to not want to eat in in the studio. This is a big no-no for me. But because it's the 10th episode, I make an exception here for our coconut fam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also the fact that people are going to be watching us eat on camera. I think that's pretty daring. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird to me. Yeah. Especially because, like, we're starving. (laughs) Like, look at you. You're scarfing it while you answer just now. I'm scarfing down this plate. (laughs) Mm. But actually, the most daring thing I've ever done in my life is I actually went skydiving. Mm. And um, sometimes I even forget that I went skydiving. Not that it was because it was a a couple years ago. But it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just you don't really think about it you really like reflect back into that experience but so i went skydiving i, sk- I went skydiving with my brother steven mm-hmm. um and Shout out, steven. What's up Steve? um so we uh you know actually him and i were both afraid of heights and so it's really surprising that we actually did go skydiving she carla just made of- this stank face because she took a big gulp of her tequila t- t-
0: well oh, i don't think i could do tequila anymore i think i'm Side note, I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I go through phases of hard liquor. Like when I was first drinking, I loved bottom shelf vodka and Fireball. A cheap shit. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I used to be a tequila girl. I can't do tequila. I don't think anymore. I think I'm moved on to Hennessy. She's now a Hennessy girl. Wow, that's crazy. Because when I first
1: met Carla, she did not fuck with Hennessy like that. Uh-uh. She tried to thug it out, but it just didn't go down right. I just <laughs> wanted
0: to fit in with your friends and family. <laughs> um,
1: it's true. That's the pathway to my family. Um, but yeah, uh, me and my brother were both scared of heights. But there came a time a couple years ago where we were both going through breakups. And I remember I was visiting um, the Bay uh, for a week one time. And... I was like, yo, we should go jump out out of the plane. We should go skydiving. Mm. And he was like, down, you know. And we were both scared as fuck. But, like, I feel like at that moment, we both needed just a liberating action, Mm -hmm. you know. It wasn't going, being stupid and, you know, acting reckless. But it was something, I mean, I guess it was reckless. A little bit. (laughs) Skydiving is reckless, I guess, because all you have is the fate of... Uh, the faith of this parachute opening up and then the faith of the person you're going tandem with right to pull that cord for you
0: cuz imagine if the
1: person was just like mm, you know what i don't feel like it today yo that actually is some a thought that i haven't thought
0: of but that is scary right <laughs> what if someone that person who you're tandeming <laughs> tandeming ta- tan- that tandeming you're with attached with mm-hmm. they're like
1: you know what <laughs> not today not today but in all seriousness you know um it was in a faith the fate of my fate was in the hands of this person, mm-hmm. but also in the fate of the universe. If the universe was like, you know what, you're gonna land safely, then you're gonna land safely. Mm. But you know, um, I remember we go up on the plane, we take this little plane to the sky, um, you know, and a whole bunch of us there's probably like four professionals that went in front of us, and then my brother and I were the last two to go out, mm. and then the instructor asked who wants to go first and then my brother was like oh jazz wants to go and i was like oh fucking bitch but i was like you know what um let's do it and they asked you how do you want to jump out of the plane Mm. and i was like you know what i want to backflip out this plane so me and my instructor the one i was going tandem with we we jumped out of the plane Uh, backflips. that's cool and it was like you know what i'm gonna go into this with style and then i just remember the whole time when we when i jumped um as soon as i jumped from the plane i was like i was like what the fuck (laughs) Ah." you know just like Mm -hmm. and it just felt good to scream you know and and you know like one thing that was like the best part not only the experience of 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 the thrill Mm -hmm. and the what was what was it not the only experience of the thrill but it was a fact that I felt and knew that it was something that my brother and I both needed mm-hmm. because we were going through such bad breakups and you know it was something that we needed to help heal and when mm. I I think you know when I jumped it was more so of a a not emotional but like a like a mental it was more so a mental a mental <laughs> it was more so a mental and emotional release Mm. and kind of uh symbolizing you know this is a start of letting go and this is a start of your healing process and that shit starts now and you know fun fact i never told the person i was with or who i had been with about this because it wasn't for them it was actually for me and i think that's something that we also gotta remember is like to keep your own peace Mm -hmm. because not everybody knows
0: needs to know every part of your journey Ooh, especially yeah. the journey of healing 100 percent. put that on a fucking shirt question <laughs> yes. where did you and steven uh what where was
1: the Skydive? place yeah uh we skydived in a town in northern california by tracy in between tracy and livermore called like boron i think okay yeah it's just like a big Field in um the middle of the Central Valley in northern
0: and Northern California. I used to so. live in Tracy, so <laughs> you jumped into like a cow farm, essentially, Pretty middle of nowhere. nowhere, somebody's yeah. crops or something. If you don't know where Tracy is, Tracy is a small little city in Northern California. There's literally nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing. It is. There is nothing. They don't, they don't even have a BART station out there. Yeah, in our, well, it's not Bay Area, though. Oh, yeah, that is it's true. like San Joaquin Valley yeah, or something. Yeah, Tracy is San Joaquin Valley. But, yeah, so if you want to go into the city, we would oh. have to drive to the closest BART station, which was Pleasanton, Dublin. And, ooh, oh, she lighting it up. Carla's not a smoker.
1: I'm and, not. And honestly, neither have I. I feel like since the pandemic, I have, I've smoked the least in my life. All right, so I'm going to pick the next topic, yeah? let's get it it's yours again <laughs> Breath. I don't know what it is maybe my hands just gravitating to it <laughs> alright does intelligent life exist outside our universe Ooh. I believe that intelligent life actually exists within our universe and it's not us <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that there is tiny, um, like organisms that are very, very smart. I'm Mm -hmm. not a scientist. I could be talking out my ass, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, like tiny organisms that are very, very smart, even like viruses, you know, like they're intelligent. They, um, I don't know if viruses have a brain. I don't think so, but there's something within them that's able to evolve and adapt Delta variant <laughs>
0: coronavirus, fucking bitches.
1: you know, I'm t- I'm tired of them, but they're intelligent for a reason. You know that the the technology, not the technology of it, but the not the biology, the chemistry, the whatever it is that mm-hmm. that comprises a virus, it's a very intelligent living being, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I would even say like under the sea, under, they, the sea. <laughs> under the sea, under the sea, um. <laughs> But yeah, like, like under the sea, under the ocean, deep into the ocean, you know, we don't know what exists there, but there is life there. There's signs of life um, that people have discovered, um, even the, not even the iceberg, the tip of it, mm-hmm. you know, like, like the intelligent life lives under there. And we might, we obviously cannot survive under the, the ocean. Um, it's not for lack of, of brain, but um, you know, like there's something down there that definitely is, is thriving and continuing life without probably even knowledge of our own world above the water mm-hmm. um but yeah i definitely think that outside our universe inside our universe intelligent life exists that's not human but also um outside i think we'd be stupid to think that and very silly to think that life outside of our planet intelligent life does mm-hmm. not exist um i'm just a believer like that yeah i can go more into depth but probably that's another crack cracking that's I could go more into debt. Debt. <laughs> I, could, I don't want to go more into debt, but I could go more into depth mm-hmm. of, um, in a coconut. Why you know we may or may not think yeah. that life exists outside the universe.
0: Gotcha. Well, I freaking do believe that our universe is so vast we haven't even explored a smidge of it so why wouldn't there be Mm -hmm. and fun fact i am a huge fan of the flash the flash has been my favorite superhero since i was younger i collected comic books like comic books from like um like the 90s and speaking of books (laughs) i want to just like point out my shirt here
1: so this shirt is from archipelago it's a filipino bookstore in san francisco um downtown i think the first time i went to this store was i was in college i went to sf state and um yeah it's it's a really cool bookstore that has like filipino books that are not common to find in barnes and noble so Mm. peep it out if you're in uh, san francisco nice
0: Yes, Um, you're
1: talking about outside life. Oh
0: yeah, okay. So like I said, I love the Flash um, superhero and I love to Flash as well. (laughs) But I love, I also love the TV show as well. Where am I going with this? She ran like the flash. I did. The flash. Version. But okay, so in the universe, the DC universe, they have multiverses. So multiple universes. I 100% believe that. There are parallel universes like there's another Carla and Jasmine somewhere in a mm. whole different timeline, different plot line. Because if you think about it, time is such a weird, it's like a social construct, but it's such a complex idea. Mm. And the more I think about it, I get a headache. Any little decision you make could completely alter your day. Like today we went to go get Boba, but what if we stayed home and didn't? I mean, obviously there's like l- parts of the timeline that are soft. Off that you can change and it won't affect the future. But then there's like other parts of the timeline where it could completely clusterfuck and change fucking everything. So I feel like there's so many simultaneous Timelines happening so butterfly effect Yeah like there's a Carla and Jasmine Who didn't go boba And there's a You know In a whole different timeline So 100% I believe that shit And then I also believe What you were saying With the ocean They haven't even explored The entire Ocean. So I 100% believe there's some weird, creepy ass creatures down mm-hmm. there that were alive during the dinosaur era yeah. that are still, that haven't gone extinct. They've only adapted. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, there's like living, probably living dinosaurs down there. Oh, 100%. Like, I totally believe that. That shit is fucking crazy. And another thing that I also believe in, this is just turning into like <laughs> what I believe in. Um,
1: you sound like Cher. <laughs> Do you believe? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh, my God. <laughs> um, what, what was I saying? Um, I don't know. There's, oh, um, okay, you talked about the
1: the, the ocean mm-hmm. last, and then you were talking about a third point.
0: Yeah. Okay, I feel like this is a whole... I don't want to keep going, so I feel like I'm just going to stop it right here. This could be a whole <laughs> different coconut too, crack, but there's just, like, so many... Th- Parts about just life and like I don't know. It's fucking crazy out yeah. here. Let's.
1: I want to go into this sometime because I also want to talk about if you believe in afterlife,
0: oh, and I, or like
1: reincarnation. Because
0: man, I can Ooh. go deep into that shit. hundred percent reincarnation. Yes, one hundred percent. Like I believe that shit. I do. And then
1: also, if you believe in doppelgangers.
0: Oh fuck, uh, that shit scares me. I actually, like don't like thinking about it.
1: That will not be a coconut. Will crack. I mean, we can maybe
0: we can talk about it and try to crack it, but like th- double, that shit actually like legit scares you. Scares, you, scares me because I've done a little digging. Digging and it's, it's crazy. It's it's freaky. I don't like it. Okay, maybe that actually scares me. Maybe we
1: could look into a guest that actually studies this or their life. Um, found a doppelganger i don't know i don't know it's up to you i don't know do you all want to see or hear us talk about doppelgangers and freaky shit that's possibly real yeah hey carla do you like ube i fucking love ube (laughs) (laughs) so okay i love ube if you haven't tried ube you need to get down with it Mm because it is one of the most popular flavors right now i'd say out there in the dessert world um Ube is a uh, sweet potato, a purple sweet potato mm-hmm. that you often find in the Philippines. And so with the ube, actually,
0: she's... No, this is taro. taro. Taro and ube are completely... They're like cousins. They're cousins, but they're <laughs> not the same thing.
1: So with ube, we actually found a very popular vegan baker. San and Wolves Bake Shop uh, It is located in Los Alamitos, mm-hmm. Long Beach area, SoCal, uh, the Baker Kim, one woman shop, Filipina owned, mm-hmm. Philippine X owned. We had the chance to eat some of her delicious desserts. And whoo, Carla, those desserts.
0: So freaking amazing. So what we had purchased from Sand and Wolves is the Ube box. So the thing about how it works is she doesn't have a brick and mortar. What it is is you order online, I think, on the Sunday. And then you set it up for pickup that following Saturday. And she sells out within 30 minutes. And the menu switches up. And what we got is an Ube box that had a ton of different stuff. I'm going to insert some footage as well as um, some footage of us trying it for the first mm-hmm. time because fun fact we tried to record this episode last week didn't work out like Jasmine said we're in the middle of the move things got really chaotic and we just weren't happy with what we shot uh, but i will insert some footage from us trying sambals for the first time we also got calamansi bibinka and that shit was fucking fire dude
1: it was so good there was also a
0: 50 50 cookie which was like half sugar cookie half ube cookie yeah but definitely check it out especially one if you're vegan or if you just want to decrease your dairy intake check it out it's fucking amazing it's so good and um support sandwell support small um businesses especially filipino ones and yeah. Hey, this is editing, Carla. I'm going to insert some footage of us trying and Wolves Bakery for the very first time. And if you are not watching this on YouTube, but listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever it may be, uh, enjoy the sounds of us eating it. Uh, it's very funny. Thanks. We have the Sandin' Wolves ube coffee cake and it looks like it's a layer of ube and then like a coffee cake and then the coffee cake crumbles so i'm excited yeah about to try this shit kim thank you for I'm trying to get
1: some ube and a, the regular cake you want to
0: toast sure toast The okay. <laughs> cam. don't fall <laughs> in the arms of mm-hmm. <laughs> wow <laughs>
1: That's really tasty
0: wow what's
1: your first thoughts carla
0: magnificent extravagant i think i went to heaven and i high-fived with archangel i don't know which one one of them (laughs) yeah so it's an ube mochi bar ube mochi cake like bar with um desiccated coconut
1: so good i like the texture already like i'm poking it with my fork Fuck
0: me
1: with a fork, bitch. <laughs> oh, fuck this <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So be sure if you're in the L.A. area, Long Beach, go check out Santa Wolves. Um, say hi to Kim. She's a very nice, very nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, SantaWolves.com. And then you can also
0: find her on Instagram, Santa Wolves Bake Shop. Yep, we'll put all that information in the blog post. So be sure to check it out. Support her if you want some delicious treats in your tummy. Or miss out,
1: your, your choice. Your choice,
0: okay. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's time for
1: you to pick one color. Okay, let
0: me grab the coconut. That's what she said on that lonely night <laughs> behind Food for Less. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Ah. It is, okay. If you were to go back to college, what would you study? Wow. That's a good question. Thank you. I thought of it myself. <laughs> she thought today. I thought today. <laughs> While well, being a thought. Just kidding. I'm just gonna get, get my table. Oh, let me pass you your food. Thank you. Carla's
1: my server today.
0: <laughs> oh. Here you go, madam. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Um, We'd like uh some more water with our... Uh, We'd like a water refill, please. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, if I were to go back to school and study, what would I study? So, and you can't pick your same major; Mm -hmm. it has to be something different. So, I think I would want to study. Actually, I would want to go into like computer sciences, Mm. and and do more computer things, like coding. Mm -hmm. I would love to learn how to build a website from scratch. So fun fact, I've been building websites since I was fuck 11 years old. I built my first website on Yahoo GeoCities. If you are as ancient as I am, then you will remember GeoCities. And it's all like I, I was about to say, you're not talking about coding your colors on MySpace, right? Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not talking about that, but like You know, and a lot of the since I've been building websites from a young age, a lot of it is drag and drop. And some of it is looking up um, coding and HTML and CSS and all those little codes for these websites as well as MySpace. But I would love to go into it and like literally build something from scratch. And um, I was I had an internship when I was in college and it was for a startup company. And we had these three, four, four French um, website designers and coders. And they had their own separate office and they were designing and coding this website. And it's crazy, like we would see the mock-up of the website and then the ceo of the company would say hey is it possible when you move the mouse over the bar over here it changes color or it glows or whatever and they'd be like oh yeah simple and they would just go into their little thing and <laughs> a little type type action and then bam it's there and i think that's so fascinating to me i would love that And i also feel like a lot of businesses in general just need websites mm-hmm. so If I was to
1: start college again, I would probably say I'd want to get into business. Okay. Um, Just because, you know, I want to be, I wish I was more um, self-sufficient in terms of how I make my money. Um, You know, I don't don't know what kind of business I would do, but maybe like clothing or um, a service Mm -hmm. of some sort. Um, (laughs) That sounds like like sex work (laughs) hey man that is jobs no shade at all um but yeah i'll probably go into business because i want to be more self-sufficient um you know especially now because um it's such a struggle to not only find work but Mm -hmm. um yes some businesses struggle but that's because they had a brick and mortar or Mm -hmm. um you know other things that came up where they couldn't you know pay and their their business unfortunately went under but i would like to maybe provide a service maybe like a health Mm. service um uh you know something natural and holistic uh maybe a a place where people understood how to eat better Mm, um you know and i think with that knowledge maybe i would have minored in Um, some sort of health or like nutrition or Mm. maybe even like agriculture like farming. I think that would have been so cool to to learn and do. Mm. So maybe like an intertwined business of um, growing food and then um, selling the product. Um, I think that would have been really cool to do. And sometimes I think could I still do it? Who knows? Maybe. But I also don't want to go to school. but, (laughs) um, But yeah, I think, you know, the good thing is like I think about both of our our could have been majors Uh we could still technically learn it Mm -hmm. you know like it's not like we and like you don't even have to go to school to learn too much about it like you know there's ways to educate yourself and learn Um, so I think that's really cool you know never like I said before on the podcast don't stop learning like in life you have to always keep learning Mm -hmm. and you can learn through anything in life you know an experience a person you know reading whatever Um, but yeah keep learning all right, let's go pick another topic. Mm. I wonder what this is gonna be it's like a a raffle or something <laughs> all right, losing your virginity <laughs> losing virginity hmm there's so much to talk about this um, I guess i'll I'll talk about if if losing virginity was important to me mm-hmm uh, I think it was important. I think that losing my virginity was important to me because I I did feel like it was sacred. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I didn't... The first time I had sex, I was probably, like, 17. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that first time I did have sex, it was, you know, someone that I cared about Mm -hmm. um, actually wanted to be around. (laughs) Um, And, you know, like, I just felt like I didn't want to be that intimate with just anybody. Yeah, You know, it's... And also, like, I'm kind of a knee freak, so I want to make sure, like, the person I'm actually getting down with is clean, uh, you know? And I just felt like it was kind of weird and kind of icky to be that, like, like uh, connected to somebody. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, you know, and I just didn't feel like I had the urge or mm-hmm. the want to experience that yet. I wasn't ready, you know? And I think, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, like, I wasn't around people who forced me or um i didn't let you know emotions or thoughts or peer pressure yeah i definitely felt no rush uh you know even if you're like 25 and you are still a virgin like there's no fucking rush yeah There's a reason you haven't had sex yet. And, you know, it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody thinks like, oh, you didn't lose your virginity? What the hell? Like, nah. Like, some people don't even want to have sex sometimes. You know, it's not on their agenda. Mm -hmm. You know, so... um, Yeah, losing your virginity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, 100%. I was definitely in the same boat as you. I was never really surrounded by people who were having sex. Yes, there were classmates and my peers who were fucking. But my friend group, we... Just sex just wasn't... I mean, we talked about it. And we Mm -hmm. talked about how we would imagine our first time would be. But we never, like... No one was actually physically doing it. Because we had other things on our mind besides having sex. Yeah, And um, so it just wasn't... I never felt pressured to... And also growing up, my parents told me that sex was just for married people and just for grown-ups. So when I found out that some of my peers were having sex, and this was 16, 17, which is the average time when yeah. a lot of people, a lot of teens lose their virginities. And I was just so, I was really confused because I was like, you're having sex? Like, you're a kid, like, you're actually doing that? I just felt so like mind blown about the whole thing like you're actually doing your kids like yeah. what the fuck like wh- what it was so weird and um yeah and so when i was younger i felt that your virginity is like such a big deal and yes it can be a very big deal it's a big deal big deal to some people but i actually didn't lose my virginity till i was 21 so some people would say that's like a late bloomer yeah i just felt it worked for me and by the time i was that age i was a lot older and I had gone out partied I did my thing and so when I was ready to lose my virginity it was not someone I was with it was a friend of mine it was during college it was fun but it wasn't the most magical mm. show-stopping thing that they talk about yeah. in movies or tv shows I, I was just, just about to ask too I was like did you did you was your first time a good time it was good it was good but it wasn't like I didn't Oh you know i she didn't come i didn't <laughs> there was no coming whatsoever and here's the thing i think it's because one the guy didn't know that i was a virgin so it was already in the back of my head that i oh this guy doesn't know i'm a virgin and then it was also like oh did i shave correctly is everything <laughs> looking kind of cute and snatch yeah you're like you in know? your head about i'm this in my whole head sex. and if uh, if you're not having sex or you've never owed before mm-hmm. in order to get to that level that elevated level you have to be really really relaxed yeah. and be chill about it and I was not chill so I definitely didn't you know reach anything I have a But question- a fun I have a question. Yeah. Why
1: didn't like why didn't why do you think you didn't feel comfortable to share that you were a virgin to this person okay so like, a- and follow up mm-hmm. if you could go back into time mm-hmm. and share that piece of information would you do it
0: okay so i did not tell him i was a virgin i think because i was in my head about oh i'm 21 and i'm still a virgin and fun fact even if you're 21 or 29 or 40 and you're still a virgin like that is fine i'm not here to yuck anybody's yum it's mm. you know you do you boo kind of thing so that was kind of in my head and then also i just like this was a guy he yes he was a friend but he wasn't like someone that i was telling secrets to mm. and being intimate and a more soul level with and so i didn't feel comfortable telling him hey i'm still a virgin so you know be gentle with me or Mm -hmm. whatever or you know it might not go in all the way or whatever so i just didn't feel comfortable i think if i could go back i would definitely say hey i'm a virgin and, like, just be honest about it. And if he didn't want anything to do with me or didn't feel comfortable having sex with someone who didn't have experience, it is what it is. Yeah. Also, at yeah. that, at my age at that time, I had a pretty good head on my shoulders. And I knew that I, you know, this could be a one night stand. Mm-hmm. This could maybe turn into a relationship. I knew to ask the guy. Gotcha. I knew to ask, like, you know, what's going on is just this for fun are we gonna just do this all the time is it just a one-time thing i knew to ask so mm-hmm. i didn't get my hopes up or whatever i knew what i was going into yeah and i feel like a lot of people don't do that a lot of people do not communicate with whether it's your significant other or just someone <laughs> mm-hmm. you're trying to be friends with benefits with you yeah know? Y- yeah definitely
1: whether whoever it is you know that communication when it comes to sex is very very important because mm-hmm. it is it's fun but it's a very very touchy Not just literally, Mm -hmm. but very touchy subject.
0: Yes. And there's a lot of baggage that could come with it. Mm -hmm. And man, man, I feel like this could be a whole different coconut to crack. But if you're going to have sex, have fun, be safe, do you. But definitely communicate and definitely go into it with like a good head in on your shoulders because Mm -hmm. there's some people that could really get hurt if they go into it and think oh my gosh this guy's having sex with me that means we're gonna get together and get married where the guy's thinking no i just want to fuck." or it could be the opposite a guy could go into it and think oh my gosh this girl really Mm -hmm. really loves me but she's just trying to get some which is totally fine yeah 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 sure
1: um your turn oh wait didn't oh. I? Yeah, because oh, I think yeah. it. Oh <laughs> yeah, She's trying to she's trying to cheat here. She's trying to make me go twice.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, thoughts on people traveling to Hawaii during a pandemic? That's a good question. Ooh. Especially because we're eating garlic shrimp. Yes. <laughs> okay, thoughts on people traveling to Hawaii during a pandemic. I don't agree with it. I know that people are getting vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. People are feeling more comfortable traveling. But I personally do not agree with traveling to Hawaii during this time in the middle of a pandemic. Because I have family who lives in Hawaii one of my cousins she is personally tired she's frustrated she's very upset at all the tourists coming in Hawaii if you don't know is a fucking island they can't drive to the next state Mm -hmm. to get more supplies and so tourists are coming in and depleting all of their resources and so I personally don't agree with it I think that it's just I just want to be respectful to the people of Hawaii and be respectful mm-hmm. to the islands. I would love to yeah. go now and have a vacation, but locals don't want us there. And I'm going to respect their wishes because it's true. There's like a lot of resources that tourists are using up. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad and it's fucked up. And, you know, my vacation in Hawaii can wait. Yeah. So that's my opinion on it. And I do. I have people who have people. I know people who have recently gone to Hawaii or are there currently now. And, you know, they're really good people. And I know they're not going to go out there and do anything stupid. I know, you know, they're vaccinated. I also know that they do wear their mask and everything like that. But just because you're taking those precautions doesn't mean you're still not taking Valuable resources from the people who actually live on the mm-hmm. island. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I had to
1: agree with you. You know, as somebody who's been to Hawaii um, a bunch of times in the past couple mm-hmm. of years, you know, like I've been itching to go. And, you know, I want, like you said, you know, out of respect for the island, the mm-hmm. land, and the people who live there. Um, you know it's just not the right time and like I get it people want to take a vacation people Mm -hmm. need to feel something to experience something different especially you know being limited so much Mm -hmm. not just for the past year and a half but still for the past year and a half and who knows how long you know I completely get it but you know like I was reading something the other day too that um, I think in Maui um, their resources are really depleted you know and um Even when you go to um, the road to Hana, like it's already an area that's very, uh, very sensitive because of of the roads, Mm -hmm. Um, but also the more roads that run through the. The more cars that run through the road, the more damaged the road's going to be. And then it's going to become more dangerous for people to even travel to and from, you mm-hmm. know. And, like, so, you know, there has to be, like, some infrastructure infrastructure change there, you know. And, and that's kind of just an example of how, you know, the more people come to the island. I think there was, like, a, a, a statistic that that said you know, like, the number of people going to Hawaii Mm -hmm. are, like, the same as just, like, any time. You know, like, as if the pandemic wasn't happening. And I'm like, fuck. Like, like you said, the resources are already depleted Mm -hmm. because of the past year and a half. And then now that people are just regularly going back to have a vacation, like what else will the community have you know and not to mention there's a whole bunch of um, homeless population Mm -hmm. who live in hawaii and like a lot of locals who aren't able to you know fend for themselves and their families because the resources are very limited there yeah um you know and the thing too is like yeah hawaii is part of america but it doesn't give us that free pass to always go there without you know um, limitations you know like carla said it's an island and the island can only do so much to um uphold itself yeah i think people ought to go be mindful there you know like you might be smiling taking your instagram photos or whatever but at the same time right next to you is somebody who lives here and you need to respect them and respect the land you know i hate i fucking hate hearing comments and stories about visitors to the island being rude being disrespectful Mm. and just Uh -uh. trashing the place you know like like it's fucking disneyland or you know someone's gonna clean up after you like that shit's fucked up you know so i would say you know do what you do obviously but you know if you are going to hawaii at least be mindful and treat the people there well and treat the land well
0: yeah 100 percent. like just because they're allowing you to travel to hawaii does not mean you actually have to go yeah you know don't do anything to fuck it up Whew. like yes. i could just and and i could go on and on because there's also people like rich white americans who moved to hawaii yeah and yes people Dude. hawaii it, hawaiians are also american technically but they move out mm-hmm. there and they push natives out yes and hawaii's become so expensive to live in you know like also the fact that fucking the founder of
1: facebook he bought acres out there Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know to own the fucking land like this land is not for you to own yeah you know like the fuck the the fact that fucking money runs the world is so frustrating because these people who are fucking billionaires think they can just go run up and buy an island like that shit is so fucked up like i think the part that like bothers me the most is the fact that you're taking something that will never be yours no matter what the fuck a piece of paper says that land is never yours Mm -mm.
0: just because you bought it and you have a piece of paper a title that says it's yours it's not yours yep
1: okay let's pick let's pick Oops, it's stuck together. Moving. (laughs) (laughs) I am fucking tired of moving, man. I think I've moved about nine or ten times in the past ten years.
0: Damn, that's like essentially once a year. Once a year,
1: yeah. I've been a fucking wanderer. Um, And you know, it reminds me of that one Janae Janae song. song. Yes, yeah, spotless mind. There you go. I actually, fun fact, I actually have Wanderer, um, tattooed on my wrist. That's one of my favorite tattoos. Um, but yeah, uh, I've moved nine or ten times in the past ten years, and I actually liked it because you know, like I'm kind of free like that. I I think I'm I'm in for the past ten years. I've been searching for home. Okay. Um, since I left home, and you know, like. I, I dormed at school um, for two years, but I still lived outside of my space. Mm I don't know what I'm saying. Um, But I think, like in the ten years, I've always found myself searching for a home. Gotcha. Um, Especially because you know my family um, life has changed um, so much in the past few years, Um, and I'm you know I'm no longer in my my, the house I grew up in. Um, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to adult and figure out what home is mm-hmm. you know and i think you know possibly i'm starting to enter that space you know as as we move to a new a new location um i would like this place to be home and feel home you know and yeah and home is not a a place it's it's a place you feel most most comfortable with you and the people mm-hmm. around you yes um so i'm just trying to nurture that and um, create that safe space for myself mm-hmm. um but you know moving's fucking stressful dude like i mentioned earlier this is the second time we're moving in the pandemic yeah and it's crazy i think one thing it's always been tough to find a place yep because you have to go through credit checks if you apply for apartment if somebody's application get processed before yours that apartment's long gone Yep. so it is a fucking struggle but this time around man like it was really hard to find a place. Yeah,
0: it Incredibly hard, like harder than past than years. Than
1: ever, you know, and, and there's so many things to consider. You have to consider how many rooms you want, how many mm-hmm. bathrooms, what amenities you need. You know, um, whether you have AC, what location, the price, do they accept dogs? You know, there's so much into it. Yeah. And in addition to that, you got to um, battle people who have amazing credit scores and thousands of dollars in the bank. You know, and of course, if you have good credit, which, you know, is that could be another coconut. Mm -hmm. But if you have good credit and you have ten thousand dollars to put down as a deposit, more than likely, they're going to look at you and think, you know what? We want them because they got money, but they could be a shit tenant. That's the thing. In 10 years, I've been a good tenant, a really, really good tenant. No problems, no issues. But you got somebody who got that in the bank they're going to get something over me because they got the extra coins and they probably have assets that they could prove um, that they have and they're going to be more desirable as a renter. It's, man, I would love to tackle housing as one of the coconuts Yeah, because housing is such a big, big issue here and there is no sense of care for um, the people of this country to just find safe, affordable housing, Mm -hmm. you know? Tent cities. Yep. That is a big coconut to tackle.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I have moved a lot in my lifetime. I've always been the new girl because my dad was in the Air Force. I moved like essentially every three years. And then when he retired from the Air Force, I spent a good chunk of my life in Northern California. But then I transferred to a school out here in Southern California. So then I moved. And then when I graduated, I moved you know, here and there around Orange County and Los Angeles County. So I have moved quite a bit too. And, but I haven't moved in some of the places I moved, obviously it was with my family. So I wasn't thinking about rent and all this other stuff. So, But I do have a few years under my belt of being out of the house, out of my family's home. And so there is so much to think about about moving, especially when you brought up the whole credit thing. Mm. I I understand it. I get it. I get why they want to look at your credit score and everything like that. But right now, as you know we're still in a pandemic and but people are starting to get back on their feet they're getting jobs again you know they're not on unemployment anymore and i feel like asking people for their credit score while we're still in a pandemic or while people are still trying to get their feet mm-hmm. on the ground is kind of i feel like it's really mean and it's cruel and it's not fair and i know the world isn't fair all the time yeah but it's just like I I think that's just it's so fucked up because last year I lost my job and I was on unemployment and I still tried to make my payments on my credit cards. Um, But, you know, I also had to think about rent. I had to think about my um, car payments, credit card payments, all of that other stuff, utilities and whatnot. And um, so my credit score did go down several notches and so it's the lowest it's ever been and so Mm. now trying to find a new apartment I'm freaking out and sweating out of my butthole because (laughs) shit my credit card is credit my credit score is so low and no one's gonna want to give me an apartment but it's just like I just got a job earlier this year My score is going back up, but it's not as high as it could be Mm -hmm. or used to be. And so it's just like, it's a lot and it's just like really sad. And then I know some people just want to move to get out of the house and move so they don't have a lot of requirements except for, you know, just a nice place to live. But when you move and you start living in like different places, you start getting, you start adapting a flavor for certain amenities like Mm. in unit washer dryer like if that's something that you need in one of my last apartments i didn't have parking so i had to park on the street Mm. and it shouldn't be a big deal if there's lots of parking but there wasn't a lot of parking in that neighborhood and then on top of that sometimes that neighborhood could get kind of sketched so coming home late from a concert or from work and walking the streets mm-hmm. at night back to my apartment that's unsafe so now yeah. something that i need and require now is guaranteed parking a garage a a, an uncovered space i do not want to park on the street yeah. that is like a requirement for me and so yeah. yeah and that's like
1: things that you don't know until you actually experience it yep. or you talk to people who have moved. yeah like, believe it or not there's apartments that don't have any parking mm-hmm. you know like look at even um housing in new york you're yeah. paying so much money for a little closet you, you even have to share bathrooms with the people on your floor. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's not a dorm. These are people paying for actual housing, mm-hmm. working professionals. Yep. Um,
0: oh, Sorry. I was like, because that reminded me of something, what you said. Uh-huh. But uh, did you want to say something before you forget? Um, it was about the
1: work thing. How okay, work, okay, yeah. So, and, and speaking of working, you know, like I have a job um, that I just started like a month ago or so. And, um, you know, I... I was trying to explain to them that I'm moving right now and I might need to take days off that I didn't expect. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they were telling me, like, you know, if you do take um, those days off, it's we're going to ding you for it. And like, like, I get it, whatever you have your fucking policy. But at the same time, I'm letting you know that i have to move Mm -hmm. i literally have to move because my lease is up and unfortunately it lands on these days where i'll i'm scheduled to work Mm -hmm. you know i feel like out of common courtesy and just the humanity of things it should be like you know what okay if you need um time off here's at least a day to go handle your shit and um do what you need to do Mm -hmm. but now i'm over here and believe it or not I'm not I'm not complaining I just want to say that I'm not complaining I'm just saying that I'm exhausted you know because I have to work I I, I wake up really early to work I have a full day of work and then right after that I'm I'm lifting things I'm packing things I'm going all out Mm -hmm. till 1 a.m. just to pack up the uh, the spot you know and it's like i'm exhausted and Mm -hmm. i think you know that too needs to come to play where it's like you got to take care of yourself but it's like how am i going to take care of myself if the job won't even let me do that yeah you know
0: yeah and speaking of jobs so me jazz and our third roommate we all work full-time jobs yet even though we work all work full time jobs, we were so limited on places we could actually apply to. And I think it's just like one really sad, like one really sad to our jobs don't pay like we do so much, but our jobs pay a shit. As I've mentioned before, like I literally get paid nothing, but I work so hard. Um, we all work really hard. And it's just like, Really sad and frustrating because certain things like amenities we want, like not in a sketchy neighborhood and having parking that just adds to the rent or the tab of that unit. Mm -hmm. And so, with the between the three of us, we have a certain budget, and then because our budget is, I want to say, our budget's like not bad at all, Mm -hmm. but. With the housing and everything is going up Our budget is considered small And Mm -hmm. so trying to find like a 3 bedroom 2 bath apartment With parking is like nearly impossible And also area like you were saying Like there's people in New York who pay for like a closet mm-hmm. space but they want to live in New York and so you're kind of also paying for the location as well like if you want to live the closer you get towards Los Angeles the more expensive it's going to be and the harder it is to find like a really nice place mm-hmm so it's just like the price you want for the price that you want so it's it's insane it's a lot but i am manifesting and i am putting it out into the universe right now that we are all gonna make some bomb ass good ass money so then we will have more um options at our fingertips yes i (laughs)
1: agree i manifest that as well yeah that's you that's you you
0: you're next oh i'm next shit i just keep <laughs> wanting to give you the coconut. i'm not like i'm just talking at okay thirsty i have dry mouth cotton mouth yeah i have yeah. calm yeah. mouth too. C- calm mouth i got cum in my mouth <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> just kidding no i don't oh toxic people oh all right all right i think i don't know what to say <laughs>
1: Oh, you know what to say. <laughs> oh, I
0: know what to say. Okay. Okay, so it's time for a little bit of Carla's pep talk in this season finale. If you are surrounded by toxic people, if you have a toxic person in your life, whether that's family, a co-worker, a workplace, a friend, or whatever, just know that toxic people are here in your life to not just make your life a little harder, <laughs> But they're they're there to teach you a lesson. They're there to make you fight and be stronger. So you can burst through those walls of toxicity that they're building right in front of you. And the thing about toxic people is that they are self-victimizers. Toxic people, they're narcissists, they self-victimize, and they are always going to be upset and jealous of you because you are moving mountains and doing all these things and doing things to better yourself and they are upset that they cannot move mountains too but the thing is they can if they just got took their head out of their ass and fucking grow <laughs> like grow the fuck up they too can move mountains and elevate the highest frequencies but they're just sitting there at the bottom of this shithole going like i want to do that too <laughs> but because i they can't i'm gonna try to bring you down and be a toxic little bitch yeah they're saying let me out of this shithole and pull your ass back down with them yeah so <laughs> you know there's a lot and then i also mentioned toxic workplaces technically i'm in a toxic workplace right now not paying me 7k paying me 7k less than my male co-worker with the same fucking title and position <clears throat> um do what you can to get out like right now I'm in a weird predicament because I'm moving and I'm doing all these things that I can't necessarily pull myself out of there right now because just chaos in the personal life so I need this stability right now before I can move on to something different but your your mental health is more important than your job. And I totally understand like if you can't quit right now cause you need the money, I fucking need the money. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, cause we're fucking moving and all that stuff. I get it, you need money, you need to pay bills, you need the stability, you can't just up and quit right now and leave a toxic workplace, but definitely set some boundaries for yourself. If you're off at five, you're mm-hmm. fucking off at five. Yep. Like get out of there and there's nothing wrong with you know, working beyond your limits and going for the goal. But if you do that, just know that it should be beneficial for yourself, your portfolio, whatever it may be, your resume, and that the people you're doing it for, like your boss or your team, they're good people and they're actually deserving of that time. And the company that you're giving it to, if they're actually a really good company, then fucking go for it. But if they're not, if it's a toxic workplace, leave if you can if you can't then set some boundaries for yourself if you're off at five you're fucking off at five put those limits down i want to say some more but i also don't want to like put out too much personal (laughs) things that's happening but yeah okay your turn
1: yes toxic people i'm honestly i i like drama free stuff Mm -hmm. i'm not into um talking shit about people i'm not into having drama in my life mm-hmm. um i kind of mind my own business it, um but unfortunately it doesn't mean that you don't find yourself with toxic people yeah. around you um but honestly the toxic people in my life you know um i've cut off yeah you know and i think it, it was hard too because it was actually people that you know at one point in time i cared so much about and i guess i would say love mm-hmm. still um but you know um if it's not good for you, it's not good for you. Yeah. That that means even if it's family, close friends, you know, ex partners, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just got to decide like, do I want this in my life? Um, and this meaning the person and the toxicity. Yeah, you know they, they they go together as a package. You gotta you gotta learn how to slip from it, or you're gonna have this forever in your life, and that's not good for you. It's not good for your mind, your soul, yeah. your emotions, none of that. Um, but honestly from the toxic people i've learned some of the best lessons from you know even though if it hurt really really bad and it took years to process and understand um you know the toxic people um really gave me gifts that i could take with me forever Mm -hmm. you know and without that um you know without like going through that dirt and and that sadness that anger whatever it is you know it it like you wouldn't learn mm-hmm. and i think i said the same thing but you know what i'm saying like you wouldn't learn and you won't have that same outlook or a new outlook on life and the way you see things in the world you know mm-hmm. and and honestly i don't know how it is to i don't understand how people feel when they exude this toxic behavior -hmm. You know, especially narcissists. Like I've had a couple narcissists in my life who were very close to me, and that stuff is so confusing. It's so manipulative and so so toxic. Mm -hmm. And you know, as somebody who's not like that, it was really hard to understand why is this person doing this, despite the fact that they say they love you or they care about you. You know, like their actions don't match up their words. Yeah. And that's like a mind fuck, and it also makes you question yourself. And it's like, no, nothing's wrong. with you this person's legit just being narcissistic and toxic so yeah man like you gotta learn I think at some point like I said cut it off you know it might not be easy and it's not gonna be easy but you gotta cut that shit off Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day it's not gonna help you
0: yeah 100% and on last note on that like toxic people like it sucks in the moment but once you're free from them you can breathe just do you concentrate on being the best person you can be and continue elevating to the next frequency because the thing about the universe that is so unique and so special is that they will take out the trash naturally they will naturally take out the trash so you know, just do you boo and toxic people will just drown in their own toxicity. They really will there. You know, there's going to be a point in their lives where they're going to lose all their friendships. No one's going to fucking like them. No one's going to trust them ever. And they're just going to sit there and be like, why? Why does no one want to be around me? It's well, bitch, (laughs) you're toxic as fuck and you're drowning in your own toxicity. It's like it's a catch-22 at this point in their lives. So you just do you, you know, concentrate on being the best you you can be. Um, if you're dealing with a toxic person right now, do what Jasmine does, cut them off, you know, or whatever. Um, yep. And yeah. Cool.
1: What we got? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is one of my questions are you ready yeah i'm ready is a hot dog a
0: sandwich (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one yo it makes me want to have a hot dog real bad brownie points if you know where that's from oh my god (laughs) okay i didn't think it was gonna be that funny but
1: okay is a hot dog a sandwich Okay, first off, what I want to do is actually look up the definition of a sandwich and then we can go from there.
0: Okay. I will look up the definition (laughs) of a sandwich. What is a sandwich? Okay. A sandwich is, according to oxford dictionary an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat cheese or other filling in between them eaten as a light meal and uh uh, example they go a ham sandwich okay uh
1: so uh, based on that definition and this was my initial thought Mm -hmm. i believe that a hot dog is a sandwich yeah like they said two pieces of bread and you got meat and cheese in the middle or whatever filling you want um yes it's a bun but eventually if you want to be technical you could break that bitch in half and it's two pieces of red so i do believe a hot dog is a sandwich i also in my in my thoughts and my definition of a, a sandwich um you know it could be a burger mm, okay um it could be a hot like a hot dog um a club sandwich um it could be a torta Oh, yeah. You know, the um, the sandwiches Did you get at the Taqueria's. Um, yeah, I absolutely believe it's a sandwich. And it's a sandwich commonly found in your
0: favorite sports arenas. <laughs> yeah. so And Costco. Oh, man. Okay, so according to definition, then yes, uh, I would consider a hot dog to be a sandwich. I sometimes I have cravings for hot dogs and that just sounds so good but you know what sounds even better a fucking corn dog I have cravings for corn dogs yes like, you do a lot like all the time it just sounds I don't know why it just sounds so fucking good is it the texture of like the
1: breading is it like the fact that you can hold it on a stick like what? what's the deal
0: I think one the stick factor so you could walk around do your thing you, just... you know <laughs> um but i think it's like that sweet salty which i'm very okay. i love like um chocolate covered pretzels are some of my favorite snacks because of that sweet and salty so you have the sweetness of the cornbread the saltiness of the hot dog fucking magical man it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah so
1: that that Mm-hmm. the corn dog dog
0: corn <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's i think that's the end <laughs> on, I think it is. On, okay, so uh that is the end of uh episode ten, season one, season finale. Uh thank you for all joining us on this ride. Uh season two is not gonna be far from this, you know. Just mm-hmm. wait, wait a couple of months and we'll get something to you. Um, I hope it you- sounds like you left you're doing like a message for work it's like wait a couple of minutes and we'll
1: get it to you right away <laughs> as per my last email
0: <laughs>
1: um, um, but yeah but what Carla said you know like this is a wrap for season one it's been really great like we said before in other episodes and all the time we appreciate the feedback mm-hmm. um, the listeners you know thank you so much for even giving the your ear to listen to us crazy mm-hmm. bitches yeah. you know what I'm saying like but like we said this platform is meant to bridge the gap between Filipinos mm-hmm. um, everywhere. And, you know, hopefully we made a mark in season one to help you maybe just even think about different ideas or how yeah. to go about things and, and understand each other a little better. Um, if you want, check us out on Kumu. Like Carla said, yes. Tuesdays, we're going to stream Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Um, Pacific
0: Standard Time. And which correlates to Wednesdays at 11 a.m. in Philippines time. Yes, 100%. Even though season one is over, we're still streaming live on Kumu. We'll go back on previous episodes. So if this is the first episode you're listening or watching of us, definitely go back and revisit some of the older episodes. Or if you want to just watch us, you know, shoot the shit, let's do it. Um, Follow us on social media. We are at Cracking the Coconut on Facebook and Instagram, as well as TikTok and Twitter at Cracking the Cocoa. And you could also catch us on crackingthecoconut.com. Be sure to check it
1: out. We have all our episodes up there. A little bit about us. If you want to get to know us also some cool blogs about Mm -hmm. what the episodes are based on, things like that. A lot of good stuff there. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, like we said, hit us up on Kumu. You'll find us at cracking the coconut. Um, Yeah, man, it's been great. We'll catch you all next time. And, Have
0: a good, wonderful fucking day, night, whatever it is, and get into some trouble like shit. Stay safe out there. Thank you, Coconut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Coconut fam. We out. Peace. Bye.